Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition, but a different kind of edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. As we talk Richmond football, we are going to wrap up the Stony Brook game and preview the Elon game coming up. We welcome you to the podcast. Bob Black with you here, as always, but no more Matt McAllister. And his shoes are being filled by my guy, my broadcast partner, Chris Anderson, the former Spider All-Conference defensive back and captain who's going to join us when his schedule permits on our Spider Insight Podcast, and that includes this week's edition. Hello, Chris. How are you? Doing well. Big shoes to fill. Uh, Matt has done a great job, and uh, I listen to the uh, the podcast every week. I appreciate it. I enjoy it. Little, uh, you know, little inside look at the spiders what they're doing during the week and 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 players maybe you don't get to hear from all the time so i love it well we've kind of put you in a spot to succeed greatly today because our spider player guest coming up here in a few minutes will be defensive back tyreek funderburg so you two will have plenty to talk about right yeah definitely one of my favorites <laughs> uh i've seen him uh seen him kind of grow and grow into this position so uh really appreciated and uh his success, where he's where he started, where he is, and uh, yeah, just one of my favorites. Appropriate to have him this week off of the two interception performance against Stony Brook, and obviously the one for the pick six. Um, let's go back to that game. This is a rare blowout in this series between Richmond and Stony Brook. And Chris, it didn't start that way with Stony Brook scoring the game's first touchdown, and then the Spiders go crazy in that second quarter. The twenty-eight points, the three touchdowns in the span of fifty-eight seconds, and Reese Udinsky was obviously. Tremendous National Player of the Week, 35 of 42, 357 yards, five touchdowns. I'll tell you what, two things I'm appreciating about this team. Number one, um, they continue to improve, and that sounds like kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's whatever. <laughs> but that's it's easier said than done to come in every day. Um, like I said, you don't have a lot of time, a lot of practices. You, you're watching video the next. But making sure you get better at what you do every week is, uh, isn't easy. And, but the great teams get it done. So I'm impressed by that. The other thing I'm impressed by is uh, the chess match. Like if you watch, I don't like the slow starts, but I will say if you watch the Spiders in the first quarter versus the Spiders in the third and fourth quarter, it's like watching two different teams. We got smart football, high football IQ guys. Reese Udinsky, by the second quarter, he had completely figured out their defense. Knew exactly what they wanted to do, where they wanted to go, and he was picking them apart. Defensively, we knew what they wanted to run, and we were where we needed to be, and more importantly, making tackles, making plays. So I appreciate that. And you and I have talked about this quite a bit, car rides, coming back from road games, getting ready for home games, all of that. It has been fun to watch the improvement of the defense. We'll talk a little bit about that with Tyreek, but particularly the front-level defense, the defensive line and what they have done and how much better they are getting week to week. I think uh, we put a lot of time, a lot of emphasis in that, but again, talking to you know the staff, strength and conditioning uh, guys, they felt athletically like we're – they can match up with anybody on that front line. It was more just learning, getting a feel, getting to the point where we talked about before, you're not thinking, you're reacting. You have a feel of the game, and those guys are getting there, and it's, it's showing in their play. One of eight in the CAA. That's the first one. Got seven more to go, but that was, you know, passed with flying colors in that first one. We had talked about, you know, how each game showed improvement through non-conference play, and that's what those games were designed to do, was to get you to last week and beyond, right? That That's the goal. Again, uh, Credit to uh, credit to David Walsh putting the schedule <laughs> together. I think he did a great job. Um, you know, you get that big challenge with an F FBS opponent. Uh, you have two uh, out of league opponents who were, you know, formidable uh, opponents. You know, good good people to go against, and you know, you continue to to 
to work and get better. Then you go into your first CAA game. Guys are excited. We were lucky enough to, to play it here at home. And uh, I tell you what, I mean, Stony Brook is just – we're not going to see a lot of games like that against Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. We, but we just uh, – it just kind of got ugly quick, and they had some injuries. But, again, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity, our guys did a great job with that. All right. Well, our special Spider player guest certainly took advantage of that. Before he sits down and joins us, though, let me ask you, as a former cornerback, former defensive back, right, he gets beat on the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, for the touchdown, they take the lead. They're all excited. You know, maybe he's down a little bit. And then he comes back and does what he did. What's kind of the mindset? Go back into the shoes of being a player in that position. Well, everybody's different, so I can't wait to ask him that question. But the first thing for me, I, I watched him uh, because he, he dropped one in the first the first series. He was right there, played it, played the guy tough. And you could tell at that point, you know, as a defense back, you know when you can run with a guy or you know when he can't run with you. And also um, – you know when you've watched enough film and you just kind of have a feel. Uh, sometimes, particularly like younger receivers, they have dead giveaways. The way they line up, the way their feet are turned, the way their hips are sitting, everything at the line of scrimmage, you know what they're going to run. By the time they get to their senior, you can't read them <laughs> quite, but, but this guy, I mean, he was a younger, you know, uh, freshman, sophomore, something like that. So, I don't know. Uh, and then, it, you know, when it happens, you go to the sideline, is how quickly can you get out of your head? Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. How quickly can you get out of your head? And everybody's like, shake it off. It is harder than it looks. Well, let's find out from Tyreek Funderburg how all of that went down. He is our special Spider guest on today's uh, podcast. Tyreek, first of all, thanks for being with us on the Spider Insight Podcast. Before we get too specific, just general thoughts on Saturday, because as Chris and I mentioned, rare blowout as it turned out. You were targeted by your receiver that you were covering a lot. Take us through the day if you would start out with that for us. Uh, it all started in practice. Um, we had a really good week of practice. Um, we knew in the past, you know, they had a really good run game. Um, and off that run game, they take shots. Um, that's kind of what we emphasized all week in practice. And Saturday, I mean, we came out, they did that. They ran the ball. Um, they took a few shots. And we just did what we were coached to do. Um, that was the main thing, doing what we were coached to do. Our coaches came up with a really good game plan. And we just kind of followed that, trusted them, and it all worked out. And uh, the D-line played very well. Obviously, the back end played very well, but it was a fun time Saturday. When you say we had a really good week of practice, yep. break that down for us a little bit, kind of from a football player's mentality. Mm-hmm. What does that mean as opposed to maybe a week where it was a little bit of a struggle to get right. through the week of practice? Yep. So it all starts Sunday. Obviously, Sundays we come in, review the previous game's tape. Then we get ahead on the next team. Uh, Monday is our off day, so we kind of spend a lot of time on film, you know, doing some game planning and talking with our coaches there. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, those are the main practice days, and that was the biggest adjustment for me when I got to college. Like, you'd only practice twice a week. Um, and, you know, Thursday's walkthrough, Friday's is a kind of a short practice. But Tuesday and Wednesday is critical. Like, every rep, you know, every team period that we have, it's critical. Um, and it's not a lot of reps that you do get. You know, in the play, it's like in a game is 80 plays. In practice, you might get 20 or 30. So you just got to prepare the right way. Um, and like I said, every rep is critical. I'll tell you what, I have a couple of – Defensive back questions, yep. corner to corner. Mm-hmm. So initially, um, they had the big play, gave up the touchdown yep. early in the game, and I had, you know, I'm watching you, and I can just tell because I watched the corners. I'm right. like, man, that that guy can't really play with Funderburk. He can't, right. he can't keep up with him. 
Um, but you know, sometimes things happen and I was like, I want to, I want to see him bounce back. So I want to know your thought process. You walk off the field. How do you bounce back and have the game that you had after that one play? Yeah. I mean, life of a DB, as you know, you have to have a short memory. Um, and that's the biggest thing I've learned. Obviously my coaches encouraged me once I got to the sideline. Um, we talk about not giving up touchdowns, explosive plays. Obviously that was a big play on third down for them. Um, but just went on the sideline, talked to my coach on the headset. He said, hey, you got to bounce back. You got to make a play now. And he just helped me flush it out, um, have a short memory, and that's what I did. So I'm also another defensive back coach I'm, uh, question. I'm kind of watching you. Um, it, it was almost like you knew the routes before they, they ran it. So is that just a, a physical thing where you f- early in the game, physically you figure out, you know what, this guy can't run with me. I'm going to sit on, on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or was it a film session thing where you kind of had a feel of, what they're going to run down a distance, and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm going to trust my keys. Yeah, definitely a film session thing. Um, obviously, all week our coaches say, hey, you know, do we think this is what we're going to get on Saturday? Um, we rep it in practice time and time again, and then we see it on film a lot. Like some of the route concepts they ran, I'd seen them, I felt like, a bunch of times, um, and that was the main thing. Film plays a huge part in how we play at D-back. Um, obviously, you know that. But, uh, yeah, just some of those routes I got on Saturday, it was just, wow, I saw this on film. Right. Let me just play <laughs> You know, I saw it, so right. let me react to it. And then, as an older guy, I'm imagine you're you're preaching that to the to the younger guys Definitely. as well. Tell me a little bit about that that yeah. DB room, that defensive back room. It's grown. It's grown a lot. Uh, just maturity. You know, give better effort all around. Um, you know, some of the younger guys, D'Angelo Stalker, he's our freshman in the group, and we actually have a kind of older group now. I'm the fifth year guy. We've got Angelo. Um, he's a sophomore, and of course Jabril, Chance, and Amir, uh, they're juniors. Um, but yeah, it's an older room now. We've kind of just developed together and um, watch film a lot. We watch film a ton together. Um, that's awesome. I think that's the biggest thing to our growth as a DB room. Safeties and corners, we watch a lot of film together. Um, just hang out outside of football. So, so as a vet, mm-hmm. there was a time where, like, now we're talking about, oh, the defensive line, they're so young. Right. They're coming along. We just got to work with them. I remember when that was the back half right. of the defense. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just young. Yep. And how how was that transition now um, that, you know, you guys are the seasoned vets back there right. uh, trying to make sure everybody's on, on track and trying to bring everybody along? Yeah. Uh, I can Like you said, I can remember that time. Um, it was a lot where – we depended on D-line to help us out. <laughs> Obviously, we could play back there, and we were very well capable, but we depended on them. And I'm not saying that they're depending on us because they're having a heck of a year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody talked all this. The D-line isn't this, the D-line isn't that. They're doing a phenomenal job. They really are. Um, the D-staff, the whole staff is just coaching them up very well, and each week they're getting better. But, yeah, as season vets back there, we know what we have to do. Um, you know, they're going to rely on us just as we relied on them in the past. I could just sit here and listen to you two cornerbacks talk for the rest of this podcast. I <laughs> It'll think get our, crazy if yeah, you let us talk long well, enough. We okay. may get there. I think our audience probably agrees with that, but let's let's not bury the headline any longer. Let's go back to the pick six Saturday. Take a listen to that, and then we'll get the detailed perspective from Tyreek Funderburk. Second and four, the snap. Play action, little out route thrown. That's intercepted by Funderburk at the 30 down the right side. Goal line, touchdown. Underthrown. Bryden's pass. Funderburk just cut in front of the receiver, and he took off with nothing but green grass and turf in front of him. Not just we said earlier, uh, just film study. Um, you know, I saw a split, and um, it's a guy I've seen on film a lot. He's a really good guy. Um, and just based off what he gave me off the line of scrimmage, the leverage I had, what my coach told me to do, I did that, and that's what helped me. Um, came off the line, outside release, and I'm like, hey, I think this is what he's going to run. My coach said he run it, so I trusted it, and then I broke. 
and ran to the end zone. I was excited. I know the first time I caught the ball, I looked into the uh, video board, and I'm like, is he going to catch me? He didn't, so I was like, let me high step real quick. So <laughs> Glad our video <laughs> production crew nah. could help you get yeah, a big yeah, stop. Exactly. I, I didn't have that back in my day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> you, you didn't. What's the friendly competition like now amongst you DBs? Because now you got another one. Aaron Banks had one earlier mm-hmm. this season. Now you got one. Yeah. What's kind of the what's kind of the talk in the locker room? Uh, just make plays. I mean, obviously, it's doing what your coach to do is going to help you do that. Um, and that's what we always emphasize. We preach that. That's all our coaches tell us is do what your coach should do, and the plays are going to come to you. Give great effort. Give good technique. And that's kind of what happens. And I know there's going to be games where I have a good game. Angelo's going to have a good game. Amir, all of our other DBs are going to have good games mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I think this might be the last one, but academically, mm-hmm. I just want to say I'm proud of you. And Thank as you. a graduate, we're seeing more of that um, this year, post-COVID and things yep. like that, graduate players. What's that experience? How's that like for you? What's the day in the life, I guess? Yeah, um, so I'm doing the MBA program here. Um, pretty much I have class Monday, Tuesday nights, um, and that frees up, you know, Monday, Tuesday during the day. I'm free, just do homework, get that out the way early. Then I can just focus on football. Because once I'm going to class, it's just, hey, I did my work, I turned it in. I can kind of focus on ball after I leave class as well. Um, but, yeah, typically, you know, during the practice week, get up, practice, go home, come right back at like 1 o'clock, eat lunch, knock out some homework, you know, watch a lot of film, go eat dinner at 5, go to class at 6, and that's pretty much what I do. Well, Bob and I are expecting to work for you one day, so keep <laughs> it's it not up. a bad schedule either. <laughs> no, right. Not bad at all. It's free. It's yep. Compared to undergrad, it's a lot better. Yeah. It's just a lot of free time, and obviously Wednesday I have a class at 12 o'clock, and then Thursday, Friday I'm free. All right. Let's concentrate on football. Um, Let's talk Elon for just a little bit and preview the game coming up. But let me go back first. Let's go back to that weird spring Mm -hmm. of 2021 when the Spiders played Elon twice. And our guy here, Tyreek, had an interception in both of those games. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the one at Elon because that one has to be special for a North Carolina native. Second down and long. The throw to the far side of the field is intercepted at the 15-yard line by Tyreek Funderburg, the redshirt sophomore the North Carolina native has an interception here at Elon, North Carolina. Yeah, he read that all the way. Uh, that's home for me. Um, it was just fun. I mean, I remember the formation they were in. Uh, kind of just went through my reads at first. And earlier in the, in the game, they hit me on the same route. Um, the QB told me right then and there he wanted to throw that quick uh, hit to the field. And I just broke. I trusted it. And I didn't want to get beat on it again because um, the previous time I missed a tackle, he kind of got a big gain on there. So I trusted it. I went. Probably shouldn't have jumped and caught it because I probably could have had a pick six. But, uh, yeah, I just trusted what I saw, went and broke it up. All right, let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. Now you got Elon coming up Saturday, yep. back down at their place again. Yep. Both teams are 3-1. Mm-hmm. Both teams won their conference opener. Both teams are ranked. Yep. I know every game is really important, mm-hmm. but kind of what's the mindset going into this one? Kind of an early season CAA mm-hmm. kind of showdown game. Yep. Uh, I mean, the same mindset is obviously every game. Uh, just have a good week of practice and just let that carry over into the game. But they got a really good team, man. Like, they've grown a lot. We've grown a lot. And so I'm interested to see how it goes on Saturday. It'll be fun. But, yeah, just having a good week of practice um, and just keep the same mindset we've been having. Practice well, and everything else will fall into place on Saturday. We're interested in watching it and calling it and excited about it, too, on Saturday. Tyreek, thanks. Uh, Good luck this weekend, and thanks for being our guest. Thank you. Chris, a couple things out of that conversation. One, I was really impressed by how cerebral – he was. You know, we look at his athleticism and the physical plays he makes on the field. He's had a forced fumble earlier this year in the interceptions. But I was really impressed by the thought process and how cerebral he was 
in getting into those positions of success. And I like the way he explained how he got there, right? He gets there, um, you know, having great practices and watching a ton of film. Like, it, it's not rocket science, but you got to put the work in. So we see guys put the work in on the field. You got to put the work in off the field. It gives you a next level, different level of confidence when you're out there. You'll try some different things. You'll do some different things. You'll sit on routes, things like that. So he's getting there. You know, there are a couple things that uh, we just didn't bring up, and we'll have him back again. you got to remember that last fall he was out with a pretty, you know, serious injury that occurred in that Virginia Tech game, and, and he missed four games last right. year. and when he came back, he played but wasn't the same. And, and we could see it, and maybe everybody else can see it, but you, you know when a person has kind of lost a step or they're fighting through an injury. Uh, we could see it. He knew it, and I think uh, his teammates knew it. And, you, you know, you respect that because that means you, you've got a tough teammate. But you also, you know, you understand how tough that is. And here's the other thing. I didn't bring it up with him because I didn't want to embarrass him. But And this is a podcast, so we can say whatever the heck we want <laughs> on the Spider Insight podcast. He should have been the CAA Defensive Player of the Week. I know we got Reese as co-offensive player of the week, but he should have at least been co-defensive player of the week for two interceptions, one's a pick six. His team only gives up seven points. All due respect to Marcus Hillman, the linebacker from Elon, who we're going to see on Saturday. So I'm trying to play nice here. But he had eight tackles, two for loss, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble. Elon won the game, but they gave up 30, 31 points. Come on. Makes me think guys aren't watching <laughs> film completely. They're looking at highlights. You, you watch you watch Funderburk's, uh, full this full video of the Stony Brook game. It's, I mean, how many pass breakups? He mm -hmm. had several pass breakups. There were some big tackles. It was not just the plays that, that, you're, that are going to be in the highlights. So he had a full, complete game. I totally agree with you. Should have been. <laughs> The uh, defensive player of the week this week in uh, CAA. But you know what? He'll just have to do it again. I was going to say, more importantly, both those guys are going to be on the field Saturday. Obviously not against each other because they both play defense. But we'll see which one has a better game and which go. team wins the game. And this should be a really good one, Chris. This has become one of the more marquee CAA games for early September, October. We're just flipping the calendar into October. Elon's 3-1. and one. Richmond's 3-1. and one. They both win their conference opener. We're both uh, nationally ranked this week. This one has all the makings of a great CAA. Game. And they always do. Something about these two teams are just evenly matched. Uh, we, we get on the bus and, you know, obviously, you know, you kind of you hope to win or whatever. But there are times you go in a game and you expect to win. I feel like the last four or five, six years we've gone into Elon, there's no expectation. Let's just go play the game. We'll, we'll see what happens, um, which speaks to just being evenly matched. They recruit well. They've got a great program. I always think they uh, just uh, at the skill positions, they're always mm -hmm. next level uh, in terms of the CAA. So, you know, de defensive backs need to be ready. Um, they're, they're always going to have a strong running game, strong running backs, which they have again this year. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You remember back in the spring of 2021 when we played them twice and beat them twice, and I remember us talking and saying, uh, don't let this fool you. When we get back to fall football, this is not the Elon team that we have seen before or are going to see again because they had guys out, the whole COVID thing, they had injuries. They didn't have their frontline guys in that spring. And then they come back and, and won at Robin Stadium last fall. They knew it, we knew it, and we weren't surprised that the team – they, they brought in here uh, that next fall. Uh, again, like I said, good program, good coaching, and they're always special at the skill positions, which I'm saying that because if you're special at the skill positions, that means at any time, any point, you can get a big play. That a game-changing type of play that just opens a game wide open, uh, that's something obviously the Spiders have to, to be aware of, and I think we're going to need a few of those big plays ourselves. We're going to need some breaking tackles and going long, maybe 
uh, test this defense, go deep. We're going to have we're going to need the full arsenal uh, this week. Looking forward to it. It is Saturday, two o'clock down there at Elon. Uh, it's their family weekend, so I think that's our third straight family weekend, right? At Lehigh was family weekend. People we, love us. Then we had ours, <laughs> and now we got people love us. Now we got now we got Elon's, but we are two and zero, oh, so try and make it uh, three of a kind coming up this Saturday. Again, 2 o'clock. Uh, we're on the air on our Spider Sports Network, 106.1 ESPN at 1.30 with our pregame show. It's on Flow Football, Flow Sports, behind the paywall. You do have to have a subscription for that to watch the live video streaming. I would say you passed your first edition of the Spider Insight Podcast with flying colors, Chris. I had my fingers crossed, Bob. I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous. We're going to bring you back again, all right? Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right, for Chris Anderson, this is Bob Black saying so long for our Spider Insight Podcast. Thanks to our special guest, Spider Defensive Back Tyreek Funderburk. We will take a week off next week for the bye week. We'll be back in two weeks with the next Spider Insight Podcast. We'll wrap up the Elon game and preview the home game against the Villanova Wildcats. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.